I don't need to do everything right now for everybody. You know, the house can be a mess. It's fine. You don't have to be like the perfect housekeeper. Uh, the kids miss a class on Zoom. Oh, well, you know, these things yep. happen. And yep. we need to cut ourselves a little bit of slack. A lot. I would say a lot. And remember that. Try to remember that. That you are not to be everything for everybody else. You're your own individual. And your well-being is just as important as your child's. Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Girl Means Business podcast. Today is all about moms. It's all about you amazing, amazing women who are out there raising businesses while raising babies. I am chatting with the new author of Radiant Mommy, Ixiana Wilmot. She is an amazing author and an amazing mom. And I thought it'd be really fun to have a little bonus episode dedicated to all the things that we should be doing to make sure we're taking care of ourselves this Mother's Day weekend especially with all the things that are going on in the world and becoming homeschool teachers and work from home parents and dealing with all of the craziness of everything going on right now with this quarantine and the pandemic and all the added stress that we have on our plates. It's even more important that we take the time to really take care of ourselves, not just this weekend on Mother's Day, but in general. And so I wanted to chat with Ixiani because she has a new book out called Radiant Mommy, where she talks about just how we can do little things in our lives and in our day-to-day lives to help alleviate stress and to help make motherhood even easier and so much better. She fully believes that being a mom doesn't mean you have to live in this state of constant tiredness and constant unhealthiness. And so I'm super excited for you to hear our conversation we've had together. So I'm going to make you wait no further. This episode will be a quick little bonus episode all about how you can take care of yourself this Mother's Day. So let's jump right in. All right, guys, I am here with Ixiana today. Hi, how are you? I am doing very well and I'm very, very excited to be here today. Thank you so much for joining us for this special bonus episode. We're going to be talking all about mom life and as we approach Mother's Day, how we can really kind of give ourselves a little treat this Mother's Day is with everything going on and how we can handle stress and all sorts of fun things. So I'm excited to chat with you. Me too. I love celebrating moms, especially during this time that we're all so stressed out. Um, Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So let's start and kind of let everybody know who you are and what you do and sort of your journey to get to where you are today. Well, um, I am I am a mommy of two and I'm expecting my third, <laughs> but this is it. I'm stopping now. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have gone through like different transformations of myself. I've been a photographer for over 20 years, but in the past, uh, I'm going to say past five, six seven years. I've been devoted to studying nutrition and health and wellness. And that came a lot from my experience of becoming a mother. And right now I, I've begun this journey uh, creating this whole brand called Radiant Mommy. 
And it's all about trying to inspire women, especially specifically mothers, to try to take charge and live their best life and health. That's that amazing. A journey. Yeah. I, and I think that's something that, you know, is so important, but yet gets overlooked a lot when you become a mom because everything becomes about everybody else. And it's so easy to let yourself kind of fall to the bottom of the list of people to take care of. And as we come into Mother's Day, I just, I wanted this episode to be a reminder that one, it's okay to put yourself first every once in a while. And that (laughs) this is my way of giving every, all the moms out there permission to do something for themselves this weekend or in the next couple of days, because with everything going on, you know, you're taking on new roles and you're taking on new responsibilities and things look a little different. And if, if you're not comfortable with change, it can kind of add some stress to your life. So, um, hopefully the women listening to this today will be able to use it to kind of give themselves permission to relax a little bit. Absolutely. And I hope that, I mean, part of my journey, um, becoming a mother and what inspired me to do all this stuff was exactly that is that you get lost in motherhood. You know, it's this huge transformation, uh, nobody prepares you for that. Even if you plan motherhood, right? Even then, then you get there and you're like, what is going on? And <laughs> who am I? And all these questions. The And one of the biggest issues is that it's not only a mental thing where you're thinking like, oh, I'm lost and all these things, but it, it translates to a lot of physical symptoms too. And there's not, I found this through my journey that there's not a lot of readily available help of sustainable things that a mom can do, you know, in order to regain herself, which inspired me to find a way. I I went through a number of health issues after I had my first child that included depression and included being anemic. I was completely out of sorts. I don't even know what I was doing. And I feel like, I feel like I talk to a lot of women and it seems like we're drowning a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And there's not a lot of resources for us to like, kind of like pull ourselves out of there in a way that we feel good, that we feel like ourselves, that we feel vibrant and joyful, you know? Yeah. And then there's this whole cliche about how, what motherhood is like, yep. which is like sweatpants, dirty hair, always tired. And granted those things happen and we should allow ourselves to, to do those things, but that's not what it is. It doesn't define motherhood. And it certainly doesn't define what being a woman or being yourself is. Yeah. So it's very important. Well, and I think it's another thing too, that I know I have struggled with, and I try really hard to put into perspective now is the idea that one, there's no, there's no right way to go through motherhood. There's no, you know, wrong way either there. It is just what it is. And whatever it is that your motherhood role looks like, like that's where you are supposed to be. Because if, and if your role looks like sweatpants and a messy bun and you thrive in that and you're, you're good at that, that's fine. But if you're the, if you're the woman who's sitting here thinking like, I don't love necessarily being a stay at home mom. Like I just had a conversation on the episode earlier that'll go earlier live this week with a friend of mine. And she said the phrase, like, I realized that I did not enjoy being a stay at home mom. I wanted something more. And just knowing that it's one, it's okay to say things like that or to say like, I, I don't love cooking for my kids. I just don't. I would rather 
go and pick up something semi-healthy from a restaurant somewhere, then spend an hour every night cooking dinner to have it be a fight, you know? And if that's your reality, that's your reality and that's okay. (laughs) So- Of course, uh, allowing ourselves that permission to be ourselves and do motherhood in our way, in our best way, which is going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's just going to release us from so much stress and struggle. And then it's like when you are kind of like in a state where you're not so stressed out and struggling constantly, it's a lot easier to make create habits that will create balance in your life versus yeah. if you're just constantly going against, you know, the current. Yes. So I know you've written a book recently and a lot of what you talk about in there is sort of that balancing and alleviating stress and balancing that with self-love. So can you give us some of your go-to tips for the moms that are listening that are going through this thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling exhausted. What are some things that they can be doing to help kind of balance it all out? Well, um, there's tons of tips, but I would like to focus on three things that I think are very, very important. And one is something that you touched on earlier, and it is that we need to let go of this idea that we need to be everything for everyone else. That creates an incredibly high standard that is impossible to meet. And that on its own is going to create huge amounts of stress because you're constantly trying to be everything for everybody else. And during that process, you just disconnect from yourself. And that is huge. Maintaining a connection with yourself is going to make everything else is easier because then you can listen to, wait, what do I need right now? You know, instead of just going like the whole time, just what do they need? What, what do I do now for them? Oh, I'm not doing enough, blah, blah, blah. That's crazy. It's too much. And it sounds like it's very simple, but it seems like we get stuck there all the time. Yes. So this is something that you can revisit every day, you know, see where you're at. And even if you're doing it, then you can just pause and be like, wait, what am I doing? (laughs) I don't need to do everything right now for everybody. You know, the house can be a mess. It's fine. You don't have to be like the perfect housekeeper. Uh, The kids miss the class on Zoom. Oh, well, you know, these things happen. And we need to cut ourselves a little bit of slack. A lot. I would say a lot. And remember that. Try to remember that, that you are not to be everything for everybody else. You're your own individual and your well-being is just as important as your child's. Because if you don't take care of yourself, then how are you going to take care of them? That's, yeah. that's kind of what it boils down to. Then another one that, and this is super easy. This is what I call the easiest, cheapest way to calm down is to focus on your breath. Um, I know this is said a lot, but there's tons of studies that talk about this, how uh, breathing is related to your nervous system. So one way when you're just like, feel like, you know, your kids have done like the most they can do to drive you crazy today, (laughs) just kind of take a step back and just try to breathe deeply. Just take three deep breaths. Let's say that takes less than a minute. Do it. And I can guarantee you, you're going to start coming down a little bit and it helps you see things clearer. So then you can just kind of remove yourself from a situation without getting so invested in a never ending argument or whatever's going on. Um, well, and I will say with that one, I love that one because I not really meaning to, or not really, I guess, acknowledging that I was doing it a couple of weeks ago. I, you know, trying to do the whole homeschooling thing with my oldest daughter and so hard. we were, you know, she's eight and we were kind of butting heads about doing it and, and 
the other arguments of like keeping her room clean. And like you said, we, I had reached my max level of what I could handle at that moment. (laughs) And I just kind of blew up. Like I just, I yelled at her and I got angry and I, you know, like, I think I slammed a door to her room or something. (laughs) And I don't, I'm admitting this because I think we've all done it at some point. We've had those little, you know, outbursts and I immediately felt guilty and I could see the look in her eyes. Like she started tearing up and she felt terrible that she had set me off. And so we had a conversation about it and I said, you know, I I apologized to her and I said, that's not how I should have handled it. You know, but what I should have done was to take a step away and take a deep breath and then come back and have a conversation with you about it. And so a week or so later, it happened again, same kind of thing. Like she wasn't doing something or fast enough or wasn't doing it at all. And I had that feeling inside of me of like, I just can't do this anymore. And I said, okay. I said, Brinley, I'm going to go in here. I want you to go in there. I'm going to count to 20, take a couple deep breaths. You're going to do the same thing. And then we'll come back out and have a conversation. And I went into my room and she went into her room and we both just like, like breathe for a couple of seconds. And then we came back out to the living room. We were like, okay. And I didn't have that immediate like reaction of let me get angry and frustrated. And so not only doing it for yourself, but showing your kids, this yeah. is how you handle your frustration. You don't have to have, cause I see sometimes my oldest one, she will have outbursts like that with my, my youngest one, when she gets frustrated with her sister, her immediate reaction now is to kind of snap at her because she's seen me do that. And I'm trying to kind of reverse that now using that breathing technique of like, not only for myself, but for teaching my kids that when you start to feel that bubbling up inside you walk away for a second, take a few deep breaths, and then everything kind of shifts focus a little bit. And it's, easier to handle. So I think that's a really, really great tip, especially it's, for it's a game changer. Yes. And it can apply. The kids can learn it very easily. It applies to every day. It's accessible to you and it costs nothing. You know, yeah. it's great. So yes, definitely try and take some breaths, some breaths. Sometimes uh, I even tell people that are very, very, very anxious to set up a timer. So every hour they're reminded because you forget. And then every hour yeah. you hear the timer and you're like, oh, okay. I'm just going to remove myself for a second, take a couple breaths, come back. And it's very, very effective. Well, nowadays everyone's got like a smartphone or like I've got, you know, a smartwatch with my Fitbit watch and you can set reminders and you can do that. You know, you can have it just, it doesn't have to be anything obvious. If you're at work or out with people, it can just vibrate you on your wrist or in your pocket and remind you like, just take a moment. So I love that. It can be very done very, very quickly. And then the next one is um, to create a, a kind of like a relaxing and soothing bedtime routine. I know that might sound crazy for some people right now because I, I know work's getting backed up to the evenings for a lot of moms, but trying to find a way to include at least 10 minutes before bed. You can do more, of course. If you have an hour, great. If you have 30 <laughs> minutes, whatever you have, again, always remember to do these things according to your lifestyle. But if you can set aside at least 10 minutes before bed to do something that's really soothing to you, and I'm not talking about um, playing a a game on your phone or going through social media or anything like that. I'm talking about maybe something very simple as wash your face and apply your moisturizer in the quiet, you know, in Mm -hmm. quiet and just do that. If you, if you're into meditation, that kind of stuff, you can just put on some headphones right in bed. Like you don't have to do this somewhere else. You don't have to go somewhere, sit down and 
you can just write before bed, put your headphones on, listen to some guided meditation, do some music, whatever you like. Um, if it's reading, if it's doing a, a couple of yoga poses, you know, two or three poses that are help you relax, just take that time before bed to make sure that when you go to sleep, then you can get the most out of that time. Because sleeping is very, very, very important to keep stress levels down. And we have a tendency to omit it. It's part of our culture. We're so used to it with binging TV and everything else, especially when we're very anxious. But it's very counterproductive. If we decide to just do that kind of stuff and sacrifice sleep, then that's just going to affect your whole next day and everything else. So I think creating a really uh, something you can stick to and you can do every night. Like I said, it can be very simple, 10 minutes before bed, just do a couple of things that you know that get you into a very relaxed mood. Um, that's something I try to do every night for myself too. And it's yeah. very cool. I love that. I have found that for me, you know, I have to make sure that, because my bedtime routine is I, I usually wash my face and then I, before I get in bed, I do a couple stretches just, you know, that, cause I find that like I get really tense, especially in my shoulders throughout the day and my back gets sore. So right before I get in bed, I have like a little yoga mat next to my bed. I just roll it out and I do a couple yoga stretches and, um, it helps just my whole body relax and I can feel like myself calming down. But then the problem I find is that I get in bed and then I pick up my phone. And so I'm trying really hard. I'm negating what I just did. So I'm trying really hard to like be done with everything on my phone, not have the TV on and do the stretches. I have like a little uh, pillow spray, like a lavender pillow spray. And sometimes I'll spray that and then I'll lay down. And I have a couple of times done like the headphones or if I can't fall asleep, I'll like listen to an audio book or I'll put some soft music on and kind of do that. And that helps, you know, clear my head. But yeah, I find that when I forget to do those things at night, that's when I lay in bed with the wheels turning and all the things going into my brain. But if I take that few minutes to kind of really, like you said, just kind of decompress and do something for yourself, it does make a huge difference. It really does. It does. And if you do it regularly, you'll you'll see that it becomes like a cue. So then like our body gets adjusted to a lot of things in that way. It's like little cues. It's like, oh, it's time for bed. And then the whole body starts shutting down. Your hormones start coming down. Mm -hmm. And things start going their way they're supposed to. Um, so creating that kind of a habit, which is a simple one, because if you think about it, just 10 minutes before bed, you're going to go to bed at some point, right? Yeah. So it's something you are going to do every day. So if you can just set aside maybe 10 minutes every single night, you'll, you'll notice a difference, especially over time if you keep repeating it. And that's one of those things too, where we, we do those things with our kids, but we don't do them with ourselves. Because if you think about, you, you mentioned the cues and maybe think of it, you know, with my daughters, like it's either a story or a bedtime song. And it's like, if, if we don't do one of those two things, then they will come out of bed three or four times, you know, restless. But if we have that cue of like, okay, it's time to get in bed. We're going to read this one story. We're going to sing this one song. I'm going to turn on your, you know, sound machine, your nightlight or whatever. And then that's like the routine they have that tells their body it's time to go to sleep. And we need to do the same things for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We forget about that. And we know these things for our kids, right? That they need consistency, that they need routine to feel like comfortable, to feel secure, to feel all these things. And we want to do them for them, right? Mm-hmm. And we read all these books of how to take <laughs> care of them, right? So we learn all these things, but then we forget to, we forget about ourselves. And that's just very normal. I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing to beat yourself about. It's just something to acknowledge and be like, oh, wait, I'm doing all these things for my child. What am I doing for myself? Yeah. 
stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. So as we go into Mother's Day weekend, obviously, you know, a lot of moms out there are thinking, okay, this is supposed to be the weekend that's about me. And now, you know, nothing, we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. I still have to cook a meal. So, so what are some things, or do you have suggestions of what we can do in this kind of quarantine mother's day (laughs) to help it feel like we're doing something special for ourselves? Well, I feel like it, it usually comes down a lot of it to mindset. Like, where's your mind at, right? Again, if you have this huge expectations of how the day should go and all this and that, then you're bound to be disappointed. This happens with everything. So one of the things I think we can do for ourselves is try to shift that mindset from trying harder, doing harder. We got to do more. We got to do better. We have all this time. We should be learning another language, like all these crazy things. (laughs) And they all involve like us being very hard on ourselves. Like everything's hard. And in our culture, that's very common. It's like work hard so you can play hard, that kind of idea. Mm -hmm. So I say, no, I say, just do the opposite. Let's be gentle. Let's let's try to go back to being gentle with ourselves, Uh, gentle with everything we do. Um, whatever goals we set ourselves, let them be gentle. And if we and if we make mistakes or things that we rather not have done, then again, be gentle with yourself. It's like you with your daughter. You realize after you blew up, you're like, oh my gosh. And then you went call me and talk to her and explain things because you don't want to hurt her. Right. So the same applies for us. So if you feel like you can be gentler on yourself, a little bit kinder, everything that we do, just do it softer instead of harder. Yeah. I think that's going to relieve a lot of the tension of it, of it. And if not, you know what? Make a list of what you want and just make it very clear to your family. <laughs> <laughs> because they, um, they're not mind readers, even if they've been with you forever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just don't know. And yeah. I did that the other day. I felt like I was overwhelmed with housework and things. And I just made a list. I need you guys to do the laundry. That means fold it, what, everything. And I made the list. And I said, like, please help me. Mm-hmm. So ask for help. Say speak, speak up, say, what do you want? You know? Yeah. Um, I'm learning to do that more and more with just being able, and even with my husband being able to say like, okay, I need 30 minutes by myself, you know? And sometimes it looks like going for a walk by myself after dinner, or sometimes it means like sitting in my bedroom and just reading a book or watching a show I haven't been able to catch up on. But I found that like when I would just 
assume that he knew I needed that and it didn't happen. I would get frustrated with him for not taking control. And I'm like, but he didn't know that I wanted that, you know? So I'm, I'm trying to take that advice and get better at saying like, this is what I need. And even with my kids, like we, you know, we put a hammock up on the back porch. We've had some really nice weather and they were playing outside. I was laying in the hammock reading and every once in a while they would come over and ask me a question. I said, look, I want for the next 15 minutes I just want to read my book. And I said, I, I, I'm not going to ask anything of you. You can go play. You can go do what you want to do. And I don't want you to ask anything of me. And they were like, oh, okay. And so 15, 20 minutes go by and I got to read my book in peace and they got to play and be outside. And, but being able to state like, these are the things I need. These are the things I want that that's huge. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's something very simple. And if, again, if we come from a place where we are not like already like blowing up and screaming, like, why didn't you do this or that? And so that doesn't help then because nobody wants to help. And then everybody's angry and then everybody's tense. So, <laughs> so you know, take your, two, your deep breaths, figure out what is it that you need exactly. Very specific things. And they can be very, very small things, which mean the world to us. Like mm-hmm. you said, just give me 10 minutes. I need to do this. And in general, you'd be surprised. A lot of times kids will agree. I know that some parents have kids that are more challenging, but you have to find your way where you can express yourself, yeah. you know, comfortably yeah. and just say what you need. That's amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much. Okay. So tell us about your new book, which is so good. I got to read it ahead of time and it's oh, really, so really good. So tell everybody about it and how they can find it and what it's about. I'm so excited about this. This is kind of like the product of all my years in becoming a mother, getting lost, finding myself, getting lost, finding myself, <laughs> and trying to find my way through like mental and physical health. So which inspired me to go and do a master's in nutrition and wellness. And then I decided to dedicate my thesis to just the stress response and how it affects mothers specifically. And how, how can we as mothers being so busy and so crazy, like manage that and, and make it better for ourselves. So I decided to put all of that into this book. And the book also includes a three-week program that with very simple, easy to follow instructions on things you can do each week just to try to get yourself better. So we're going to go from reestablishing better sleeping habits to nurturing your body, uh, to creating connection with yourself. And those are three key points in regaining balance in life. And I'm so excited to share it and hopefully help some moms that have been lost like me or you, you know, and Mm -hmm. just want to be, we just want to be vibrant and healthy and joyful and feel like ourselves, you know? Yeah. One of the things I really liked about it was that I'm the type of person that I read a lot of books and I read a lot of, I guess what you would call self-help books. And a lot of times they kind of just jump right into like, this is what you need to be doing. But I love that you kind of started off with explaining like how things work in our body. Like what is that, you know, um, that causes stress in our body. And so you get the, the cause and then you get the fix as well. And so I love that. I love that you kind of balanced it out with a little bit of the science with the same, with the, you know, reality of what it, is actually capable of doing, you know, it's not asking a lot of you as a mom. It's not asking you to take hours out of your week to do some huge spa day. You're just little small things we can do to make healthy habits. It's really good. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. And and it is my purpose. I really want to empower women and make them 
because we're smart. We don't need to be, we're so smart. And I feel like when I was going through my stuff, like doctors would just treat me like, oh, well, yeah, you're anemic. You need to take vitamin D. And yeah, you just have to deal with it. You know, that's motherhood. And I was like, what? I'm like, no way. Like this is, I, I'm not going to live my life like this, you know, years yeah. like that. You're tired, you're depressed. There's so much we can do and we understand, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we just need a couple tools and I wanted to provide that. Well, awesome. Well, tell people what it's called and where they can find it. The book is called Radiant Mommy and you can find it on Amazon. It's already out for sale and yeah, you can just get it there. You can get it through my website, Radiant Mommy, and you can always shoot me a message or something and I'll, I can guide you, point you in the right direction. But yes, Amazon for sure, Radiant Mommy. Awesome. Thank you so much. And how can we find you on social media so people can follow along with your journey? I have, I have an Instagram account, which I use, I use every day. So I try to post tips and recipes and things like that. So that account is Radiant Mommy. It's mommy instead of mommy because I am, I'm I'm Latina and I wanted to keep some of that part of my heritage in my (laughs) brand. So it's Radiant Mommy at Instagram. I'm also on Facebook and you can find me on YouTube and www.radiantmommy.com. Awesome. And I will link to all of that in the show notes so it's easy for everybody to find you. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited to to know you and thank you for letting me read your book ahead of time because it was really good. I'm excited for everybody else to get their hands on it and for sharing tips with us today. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. You too have a great Mother's Day. You deserve it. Celebrate. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye. A huge, huge thank you again to Ixiana for joining us this week on this first ever Girl Means Business bonus Mother's Day episode. I hope to have a few more of these bonus episodes in the future. So if you liked it, I would love to hear your feedback. Just leave a quick review. Let me know what you thought or head over to Instagram and send me a message. Don't forget to check out her book, Radiant Mommy. It's available now on Amazon. I will link to it along with all of her social accounts below in the show notes. You can quickly scroll down, click it, and make sure you check it out. It's a great book to read. It will inspire you. It will encourage you. And it's just going to help remind you that you deserve to take care of you just as much as you take care of everybody else. All right, guys, have a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. I hope you get some time to relax. I hope you get some time to enjoy a peaceful afternoon or a quiet meal or whatever makes you happy this weekend. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. I will talk to you soon. 